Welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Oh my goodness. I, Caroline, Emily, hello. Hello to you. Hello. The Good Luck podcast crew is back to wrap things up. Daddy champs! I, I, <laughs> I mean... If you're listening to this, I know we're we're late in the week. We had some, you know, it takes a lot, all this coverage to get the scheduling done. And you're clearly listening because you want to live through another rehashing of the craziest <laughs> basketball weekend, most significant Virginia sports victory in anything ever, uh, as far as I'm that's concerned. Fair. And I think yeah, that's pretty I mean, easy. That's and fair. Yeah. Um, so... Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna talk about everything. Um, I I just I I I don't know how I'm gonna put it uh, efficiently into words. So we might <laughs> so buckle have to up. Be, it's gonna be three hours. We might have to be inefficient <laughs> with our words for it. But you guys, they did it. We did not jinx them. I think we helped. Honestly, I think we yeah. helped a lot with this podcast. We're the podcast big three. Exactly. <laughs> so much to talk about for sure but you know caroline you were there why why don't you give us just some takes give give, what what was like being in minneapolis for it and and seeing it firsthand um so as one who writes and talks about sports for a living it's really bad to say i'm speechless but (laughs) (laughs) i don't have words uh it was it was a dream come true. And one of those things like, were there, I was looking back and I was like, did I really enjoy much of that? Like, especially during games. And the answer is <laughs> probably no, <laughs> but obviously you can't be mad at the outcome. No, it was my first final four, either as a fan or as um, covering it. The whole spectacle is just incredible. Like the detail, the everything from like, they put skins up in the locker room so that the locker rooms look like your team's colors. And they have like the picture, <laughs> they put up a big skin, you know, basically a big fat head on the one wall that says like, you know, South regional champs. And it has the guys holding the trophy and each locker has like final four stuff in it. And the, the funny part is once teams lost, that stuff was all gone. Like they took the like skin off the wall and you're like, they were never here. Um, they had like a huge wall that just had the bracket with like a giant um, trophy in the middle. So like, as it got closer, then they put the two school logos next to it. Um, so just kind of all of it with, the branding around town, there was stuff that said like the road ends here, like everywhere, which was super ominous. Um, the <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, no but pressure. But this is the end. <laughs> but this is it. Like the road ends here, everything's done. Um, you know, the first after before the first game, it said like, you know, then there were four. And then after that game, like when we came in the next day, it was like, then there were two. And you're like, oh, this is getting so real. Um so this but is where all the money from the NCAA is going. Yeah, exactly. This is why they can't pay the players, you guys. They have to get skins for the entire city of Minneapolis. They made a billion dollars this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so just like that part of it was really cool. Obviously, this is when all the national media comes out. So it was really mm. cool to um, to see a lot of the people that you read over the course of the year or avoid over the course of the year. <laughs> um, um, yeah. What? <laughs> And so, like, that part's really neat. And then um, there's just stuff going on all the time. So it was exhausting. Um, I'm still pretty tired if I sound weird. I had to take a nap today. I've got allergies also going on right now. But um, <laughs> it's been really fun. Um, it was just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
And I, I mean, mean, and that's not even including the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we'll 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 get into that for sure. Um, and we gotta talk about the Auburn game. I was gonna this, putting the skins on the wall thing made me think of my favorite post Auburn uh, footage of of Bryce Brown complaining about the refs as he walks by a giant uh, UVA roster of head headshots <laughs> and tie and, and, um, yeah but we'll get I mean, even the team hotel was like that too yeah 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 like, that's cool. really cool and it's the stuff that you see and they had like fresh new uh warm-ups every day like so it's just like the little things like this is why like even just getting to this point is like such a big deal too like yeah. for the players and obviously them, duh obviously but there's just the little <laughs> things that go with it that make it Absolutely. such a like extra huge deal emily how was your weekend um, it was very long, but in the best way possible, because <laughs> I also was working SI the game. Bunker. I was in the SI bunker, but uh, being in the SI bunker all weekend would have been a lot worse had the outcome been different. So, <laughs> staying until 3 a.m. I was there until 3 a.m. Saturday, and a little bit after 3 on Monday night, and I was decided to write the gamer for Monday night, like the immediate like push out. And like, we were sitting there and it looked like we were about to lose. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, like, Which I also, time? I was okay. Which like, time in that game? 14 seconds left before Dre hit that last three. And I was, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this sucks. I was like, I get to write the national championship gamer for SI, which is sick. So I was like, but then my team is going to lose. And then they didn't. And then I was pumped and I let out a really nice yell and then got back to work. <laughs> And you ran down the hall spray painting orange and blue (laughs) who tormented you with Texas Tech printouts or other things. Oh, the one printout. Yeah, people in my office would leave like after every game and between every game, they would like make some like random graphic to put on my desk. And the best one was Tony Bennett throwing a basketball, but in the basketball, they put Bruce Pearl's face post (laughs) Auburn. (laughs) That was my favorite one by far. I literally taped it to the, to the, part of my wall my cubicle that's incredible yeah i uh you all were working i was very much not working i was (laughs) behaving to very various degrees of responsibility uh between the the two games uh but got back in charlottesville to watch that championship and was happy to uh barely got back in time and i'll tell you i you know i know we've all sort of gone through all of the the posts about you know so many of us went there or, or everybody is so emotional and connected i mean it's why we love sports right anybody listening to this you know you have your own story of, of getting into the uva fandom and the ups and downs that that's brought uh some of us more downs earlier on than the ups, <laughs> you know like i i i just can't put it into words and uh paul Wiley's post did a lot of yeah. that for all of us Beautiful. I think on the blog so if you haven't caught that uh yet check it out on streakinglawn.com but I mean <laughs> just the immense vindication just the relief the the like the the little ball of joy that that has just been floating around putting it all into context like it's you know it 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 just does such an amazing job of showing us why we put so much time and energy, whether we're getting paid to do so or, <laughs> or why we choose it to become our profession if we do. You yeah. Know, it's, one of the things, it's just so cool. One of the things that, I mean, they talked a lot and there's, I won't go make fun of any questions that were asked. Um, 
if you're around the team for a long time over the course, especially this off season with what happened last year, um, a lot of the local media got most of their UMBC questions out early, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coach Ben has talked a lot, and the team has talked a lot about how they use that game. And I don't know that they win the national championship this year if they didn't lose last year um, in that fashion. But he says the thing about like how that loss and that hurt can get you a ticket to someplace you couldn't have mm-hmm. gone elsewhere. And I thought about it, and as fans, um, I think we are maybe the most delirious of any fan base. Who's like, yeah, it would be awesome to win at any time. Like a national championship is cool, yeah. but I think we, as Virginia fans, have a greater. I don't want to no sound one, too judgy. No one has been. No to one. No one. No one, one has Virginia been through fans. what we went through. No one <laughs> yeah. knows what it's like for 385 days to get people every <laughs> single time. Like that first stretch, every yeah. time we posted something from Street Milan, we got UMBC highlights. For, like. Am I just supposed to stop covering the team? Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I'm trying to write content. We've addressed it. We aren't running from it. We know it happened. Like, whatever. But as fans, and obviously this goes for the players too, but just from our fan perspective, like, we that sucked. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for it yeah. to be this close in succession where you can remember how much that sucked into yeah. how good this feels right now, there will not be any I, – I'm sorry. I don't think this will ever happen again. Like, right. I'm sure another 16 will be to one, but I guarantee that that team won't in the freezing cold takes and wherever Mike French is, like, you can come <laughs> find me and find this clip. And if it happens again, like, no, play I mean, it. No one, no one could believe this <laughs> if you wrote this as a movie script. It, yeah. would, be, it would be panned for being, yeah, for so being like, that would never stupid. happen. You know, like, yeah. it's, oh. it's too, and, and not just the, the end result, not just the story of the, the UMBC and the end result of a championship. But the fucking games, man. <laughs> like, 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 we need to get into Unreal. it. Like, it's just we we last recording we talked about the ridiculousness of the Purdue game, and they and upped it. Crazier. I mean, yeah. you know, on a bigger stage, with I guess you could say more on the line. I know we had the argument of the Final Four sort of being yeah. that, that hurdle that that you know, uh, losing in the title game still is, oh my God, a success. What a response to UMBC that are losing in that Auburn game still. Oh my God, what a response to losing last year. I mean, but I think the reality is someone actually asked me this when March Madness started, someone at work was like, what would it take? Do you think for the UMBC, for UMBC to not become still the main narrative? And I was like, it would have to be a championship because I'm like, look, if you make it to the final four, everyone's like, oh, they made it to the Final Four, like, still wildly impressive, but that doesn't really negate the fact that yeah. – not that yeah, anything can negate it, but that is not enough, really, to be like, okay, they made it to the Final Four a year after they got upset by a 16 seed. Like, that wouldn't be a storyline. Right. They're and forever linked. Like, if and someone brings up UMBC, right. like, they're like, they'll bring up with they the title. championship the next year. But no one, I don't think, would have – brought that up those two yeah, wouldn't no. be as connected just if you made a final four even though still in my right. mind as a fan as a sports writer as a journalist that is redemption enough because you know how difficult it is to get to a final four right. but in terms of like the story nothing would have really undone that story until it's like they lost to UMBC first one to lose to 16 seed and then went on to win yeah. the whole damn title the next year like that doesn't <laughs> happen if you make it to a final four even though I as a fan would have still been super impressed if they yeah. Sure. Sure. And it, it, it's such the perfect 
clapback response forever to UMBC. Every UVA fan forever is just going to go, yeah, but title worth it. You know, yeah, like it's, so, it's I, Teflon yeah. now, right? Like I've reached like thankful. <laughs> like, is that oh, yeah, yeah. weird? You know what I mean? Like people be like, sure. If you tell yourself that, I'm like, nah, man. Yeah. Like, I don't think we, I don't think we, they don't approach, approach blah, blah, they don't approach the season the same way without that. They don't approach yeah. every game the same way without that. They, were so carefree and loose, but so motivated and dedicated. And they were so close as a team. And that was something I picked up on that a lot, like when they were talking about their teammates and that sort of thing, like as the season progressed was like, they were so in sync. And so, I mean, it takes that to trust DeAndre enough for Ty to pass up a layup yeah, and, and pass that ball to his teammate and best friend for him to tie that game. Like that, they just played so well. And um they don't think, get there without that I think it would have been different if we'd won a title before if we're being completely honest like the fact that this was then our first national title in program history like if we were a team a Duke Kentucky Bennett, whoever else you want to call had, right yeah yeah right right if like we were a team that had done it even in the last 10 years say I don't know that it would have been as much of a story but it's like you go from being on the wrong side of history to making history for your respective yeah. program in a way no, it's that's definitely different. better in this order <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also it's also different you know like just saying like they won the first title in program history i think carries enough weight yeah. in and of itself that like that would have been that's incredible yeah, yeah let's think, talk about auburn yeah 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 we can we can I get into the game, to, like, sure. the game i mean just it, all of these games share the the idea in my mind that kept sticking out is that the UVA would build that comfortable bubble of a lead that we were so used to them cruising to the end of the game with. And I know it's to different degrees in some of these games, but certainly the championship game and certainly the Auburn game as well. Uh, and it just speaks to me to the quality of obviously Auburn to Texas Tech to Purdue, but also the craziness of tournaments. I mean, the, the, the variability that goes into these runs and tournament games just seems so much more wild uh, than your standard uh, whatever other regular season game, et cetera. So, uh, you guys watched the score prediction or the, the win oh, yeah. prediction? The thing literally uh, like my heart rate. <laughs> it literally goes from like, with like, it, they don't even start it until there's like four minutes left and then it's like, yeah. oh, like 97% and then you go down to like, 50% and then you go down to like 7% in like all of the game <laughs> and then it's like comes within like 0.1 seconds left and then it's like oh 95% again because like somehow yeah. they like pulled it out it's but insane. I think I think the, the expectation like you said was that there would be a lead and I think we built the lead and then I think yeah not necessarily ideal to blow what two 10 point leads in your last two games mm -hmm. but like you said that's also part of March Madness like no, that's you not even the other team. I mean, they're, right, yeah, they're playing two really good teams. A knock on Virginia. It's just like another yeah. team is sitting there being like, okay, shit, like I'm going to lose and be out of the tournament. Like let's yeah. rally too. Like, I think that's just part of the tournament setting. Yeah. So the Auburn different game. Than in a regular season game. Like if you blow a 10 point lead with like two minutes left in your, you know, the middle of the regular season, I think it's mm. more. Yeah. And you're playing like Georgia tech. Be, I'd be like, yeah, guys, something guys. Else more to talk about. Yeah. So the Auburn um, game, they come back um, after uh, blowing a little bit of a lead. And Auburn, you know, was that hot shooting uh, three-point team. I mean, they, we knew 
that's what they were going to try and do. Um, a little bit, I think was something we would be talking about, it, 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 I'm going to sound idiotic for even bringing this up, but there was a little like hero ball before we got to the UVA. Oh my God, coming back Kyle shot. Like there was some ill-advised shooting and not converting on three pointers right before that. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, maybe not, maybe hero ball is too strong. I'd have to go back and watch it, but like, you know, they're going back and forth and back and forth and, and Auburn takes this lead and they try and answer and don't. Uh, and that leads to the four-point uh, difference and Kyle making a miraculous three-pointer. I mean, just an amazingly awesome three-pointer. The way that he can twist his body yeah. and still get a good shot off is one of the most impressive things about Kyle Guy's play. Yeah. Just just an absurd shot. And you saw Charles Barkley do the, uh, and he even said I, later after the game, he said that was, I mean, obviously some stuff had to go, go right for Virginia afterwards, but he was like, that was the game winner. It only cut the, you know, it cut the Auburn lead to one, but he went, that was the moment that UVA, you know, at least in his mind, UVA got it. Uh, it required a missed free throw from Jared Harper. Uh, it required uh, after that, some fouls and double dribbling and all kinds of craziness that no one noticed live as anything other. Well, than I have lots of thoughts on them. that. <laughs> okay, let's yeah, let's get into. I mean, we all I'm sure feel similarly, but uh, yeah, go ahead. yeah. Well, just in that last stretch, so five twenty two, Virginia takes a ten point lead. Right, um, they get Ty for his third foul. Um, I'd have to go back and look. I remember at the time thinking like, "Ooh, that was close," but we'll see. But Ty sometimes does that, and it was know, a foul. Fine. Yeah. He was – so Virginia was up nine because Dowdy makes one of those free throws. He took the ball and he backed down his player in the lane. Um, and I, I don't like to do the missed call thing, which is kind of what I'm going to talk about in a second. But he was fouled approximately four times in that stretch and got none of them mm-hmm. called. And the ball didn't go in and Macklemore rebounds it. And that's when he did his stupid tap, tried to poke the ball for right. you guys' fourth right, foul. Right, right. So he, had to go to, he went to the bench. Which I agree with at that point because with four minutes left, like you hope they can hold yeah. on to a nine point lead. Like, sure. but he was out by any, by no question the most important part. Like, had played the best in that game. I also um, oh yeah I oh yeah that they, that they would have been blown as much if Ty had still been on the floor. I think we would have retained a little bit more of the lead if he had been still also true. I, I just think the way that he was yeah yeah I think the way that he was yeah. playing was like yeah um, he was leading the team yeah so. so they don't get that call, fine. Bryce Brown hits a huge three. You're like, okay, now it's six points. Six points to me, I'm like, that's two possessions. It's not a game. There's still 420 left. Um, they, after the, um, of course, now I missed it. There was goaltending called in this stretch as well when Virginia was up six. Um, they made a three-pointer. The next one down, Deion, I think it was like Kyle or someone missed a three. And DeAndre was called for offensive goaltending, which I was told I didn't see a replay in the arena. Mm. But someone was like, "That's that was a terrible call." So my only point for these things ties into the complaining about the double dribble because if those get called in Virginia's favor, like now they're up eleven again. Yeah. And then yeah, if yeah. they like hit the three, then it's eight. And like if their goaltending isn't called, maybe it's back to eight, and that run cr- that creates enough of a like bl- back blow that Auburn doesn't make the comeback all the way, but they did and it didn't happen. So they made this comeback, right? If you yeah. want to talk about the double dribble, then I want you to mention the foul beforehand yeah. that caused the double dribble. And I want you to mention the travel with 13 seconds yeah. left up one for Auburn that would have given the Virginia the ball back in their own half and given them a chance to, t- to win the game yeah. right there. 
So and like, I, that's the thing with refereeing and going back and like whining about this stuff is there's always things that happen in a game that like compound and they were trying to intentionally foul and the ref didn't call it. Yeah. I was about to say, the reality also is like the last four minutes of play, the refs were just letting them play. Yeah. Yeah. Which oh, is why Harder daddy complained. Until, yeah, yeah. There were, there were multiple calls that were missed in the last four minutes of that final yeah. four game. And then that, the call, the double dribble call that was a double dribble, realistically, I am with you, Caroline, that it was the result of a foul from, yeah. like, there. you know what I mean? It's like there are yeah. two fouls there, and, like, yeah. who knows if both of those had been called or if one of them was called on the other, it might have been different. But they were, they were kind of just trying to let them play until the one on Kyle Guy, which was, in my opinion, flagrant enough with it was enough such on a the foul. line. It's <laughs> enough on the line that you can't not call that. Then. I yes. can't yeah. fathom people were complaining about the that last know. It makes Kyle. no sense. It, it, no, even even Charles Barkley. There was no after, ambiguity after, that to was that at all. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, none. You just same thing happened with Carson Edwards in that Purdue yeah. game, but Carson Edwards like kicked his leg out a little bit more. But same call, and it's yeah. the right call. And so there was some talk. Like I, I, I do feel like I, Samir Daddy was upset for the game. I, I wasn't in that locker room, but oh, he had sure. mentioned like the frustration for players a lot of the time is like Emily said, they weren't calling fouls or, or they were, they were letting them play, which I think benefits both teams. Like mm. both teams played physical defense, which is also why both teams had fouls to give. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then I it's also I, like, when do you decide to start calling things? Right. And, and so he's like, they were letting stuff go earlier in the game, um, blah, 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 blah. But to that point, if Kyle had driven the lane to try and tie things, like if there's more time say, and like, he, there was contact up by the basket and they didn't call something there. That's much more forgivable or understandable than if a guy is pulling up from a three and gets bodies like crashed into, like you have to call that. I'm sorry, dude. He got hip checked while he was holding the ball. So it wasn't even like the ball was, and I know that they talk about like, you have to have landing space, but even if you're saying like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. like it didn't hit his hand. Like it still hit him while he was shooting. It was a pretty good shot, actually, if we're being honest. Most like, anyone who understands anything about basketball, I think, knew it was a foul. Yeah. Like I didn't so, see a lot of people, other than the general complaining about the refs. Maybe yeah. some of them. You know, you know how the NCAA really wants Virginia to win all the time. Yeah. We're I always mean, the, the better factors. The walk thing, like the shuffle, I not to be bullshitting. <laughs> I did note it like live. The dude shuffle, and you're like. Well, that's technically a why, but never did I think, oh, that's something they would call. And the same goes for the double dribble. It's just like the ball's bouncing around. Like, like I, I know that uh, Titus and Tate brought up that Jerome played it with such conviction that, yeah. that, that there could be some idea that the refs went, well, he must not have double dribbled. Yeah, because, and he, kept because Kyle, so he didn't think yeah. he did. I actually listened to that whole 22-minute yeah. Francesa interview, and he asked him about it, and he's like, no, oh, I didn't gotcha. Well, there you go. So, how long was Ty talking to? I only heard like two minutes of that. Yeah, it was like, for, like an edited 20, clip. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it was a really good interview. Right. But the thing too is like sending a guy to a line in that situation is not giving anyone a win. <laughs> like those were the coolest, clutchest, oh, yeah. most amazing free throws, and he didn't hit rim. He didn't make a single like facial wow. expression. It was just straight up. He dribbled it once and he shot good. If, once he made the first one, I was exactly. like, Exactly. Okay, and I, everyone's been saying it's so true. Once, yeah. he, once the first once one hit, I was like, oh, we got the, Oh, my God, we're going to the championship game. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this. The craziest thing, um, for those of y'all listening that were like, watched it somewhere. Um, so it, where I was sitting, like, 
I didn't hear the whistle. So it was like super hard to hear anything. Cause actually all the Auburn fans were booing. It was pretty clear on TV. But, but, yeah. yeah. And so I didn't hear it. And I was like, all right, well, shit, they just lost. And so I like kind of put my head down. The in arena announcer said like final score, Auburn 62, Did Virginia really? 60, dead serious. And then I was like, why isn't anybody leaving the court? <laughs> so I had no idea. Like, cause apparently a lot of people were, if they didn't hear the whistle, they saw Mamadi cause he started clapping. So everyone's yeah, like, yeah, all right, yeah. I know you're trying to be supportive yeah. of your teammates, like, after a loss, but, like, why are you clapping right now? The whole <laughs> Mom-a-dee's I, like, is <laughs> being Mom-a-dee. Uh, yeah. I noticed the whole bench was clapping. Like, yeah, and I like, directly behind him. <laughs> well, because, right, like, directly, they were panning on Kyle, and, like, as he was walking yeah. out, you could just see the whole bench, like, clapping, and I was like, wait a second. Because I saw and Kyle then, lift his jersey up over his face, he which he, he said he was to focus, and I thought yeah. he was upset because the season was over. Yeah, yeah. So then no one was leaving the court, and so I turned to Ricky O'Donnell, our SB Nation college basketball guy, and I was like, did they call a foul? He was like, yup. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's when the all-caps tweeting came out. I do, I do yeah, feel for the Auburn fans. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some um, – um, mainly because of all the complaining about the rest from Auburn fans, I feel less bad. But uh, like uh, all the videos and everything of them thinking they won, and then not winning, it was brutal. Oh my god, those were so it's bad. Absolutely brutal. No. I felt bad for them. But now they've inundated social media with more whining than should be tolerated. So who cares yeah. anymore? Um, I mean, also realistically yeah. though, if, if if I was about to say if it had been flipped, I feel like Virginia probably would have done the same thing. Oh yeah, 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 the same way. Not as bad because I think we're used to like being the subject of like. Yeah. I don't ever say to me, you literally paid someone to win these games. And, like, even beyond confusing literally and figuratively. (laughs) No, they actually thought you did. What do you think is reality? (laughs) But, I mean, you know, it's not that UVA didn't get some combination of amazing bounces or calls but also amazingly cold-blooded awesome yes you, like it, that shot from kyle to make it amazing shots yeah exactly like, that's without it. that we were that we were done oh, without yeah. that yeah so it, it was it was reminiscent to me of like the ty jerome like the way that virginia came back against louisville before like the shot like there were some huge shots that ty took oh, yeah, that like true. made that possible it's just like the um marcus Page did the same thing i do shot if yep. they tied to the same thing at Duke, whatever, not last year, but the year before when you yep. had that like yep. buzzer beater right at the end from the top of the yard. Yeah. The, and it's just yeah. like they're, they're capable of making so those huge. big shots. Yeah. yeah. And that will no, no one will ever talk about because they're going to think of the Auburn game and they're thinking of the free throws, which are yeah. also hugely important and impressive. But like that, that shot that he got to go in was insane. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the part too is like this just the team of destiny thing started for me as like kind of a joke like yeah the team of destiny because like obviously I'm too terrified to think that's actually true that they're gonna like win the whole thing yeah and so then as they kept winning in the most uh, absurd amazing ways I was like hmm, is this oh this is actually destiny because how many Harper, fans? Harper's a good free throw yeah. shooter how many and NBA fans out there are and now believers of divine providence. What? So many. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to talk over you, but how many That's okay. fans are out there who are yeah. like, maybe I do believe in God, or like, or, or <laughs> Ryan Klein like, had to miss I mean, a free throw to keep that alive, and I could. Yeah, there were a lot of things that had to go. Derek right. Harper missed a free throw. Like Kyle making those shots, making the three pointers, the Diakite, the pass. Just, just an unbelievable. Uh, 
was shooting like trash from yeah six for 12 in that game. so bad I don't know what I happened. Ty, I, was it, I don't think Ty had made a single free throw that game. And I was like, if that had been him, I, no offense to Ty Jerome, being very careful. <laughs> my I don't need any We backlash. are all pro Ty Jerome. We are all pro Ty Jerome. Ty was one for three. DeAndre okay, was over right. two. Mamadi was over two. Right. But I'm thinking like Ty or Kyra are the guys they're going to kick it out to. I mean, obviously in the championship game, they threw it to Jay on the wing to shoot a three. But in Auburn, they were definitely looking either it was going to be Kyle or Ty shooting that three at the very end of the game. Gotcha. And it just happened to be Kyle. And then he happened to go three for three. Last note on, on the Auburn game. To just add to the layers of storybookness that that was this tournament the idea that your figurehead player is going to the line yes. down one to shoot three free throws is comically Disney Channel. Yeah. Like, that's what you've been doing since you knew how to shoot a basketball in yeah. your driveway by yourself, the sun setting. Like, you, you, you <laughs> there's like the montage you goes know, through of you practicing with your dad. That's what you do. He even said something after the game about how, like, those are the shots you prepare for your whole life. And then he was yeah. like, well, I mean, like, he's like, obviously not the free throws, but he's like, whatever it takes to win. Because yeah. it's like you're, you're preparing to make, like, big shots in crunch time. And, like, you also have to be able to do the basics. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's the whole thing. I think Paul, Paul tweeted it. Like, Kyle was the, was the person that, built, like, got the brunt of – he was the face of Virginia basketball. He got the – he maybe yeah, – yeah. he said, too, that he's the most emotional on the team, so he took it really personally. He wrote the Facebook post. He, you know, is the guy that Maryland picked on to, like, bring the posters, and, like, he's been the main face for Virginia, so, like, he's the one associated yeah. with the loss, and he showed up for media day and was on the podium at the end of the game after UBC. So, like, for him, you're absolutely right. It's, like <laughs> – Seriously, this this movie would be panned by critics. <laughs> it's so trite, like it's so you know yeah. contrived, but like it, it had to be. Oh, of course, the pass gets to Mommy, the unheralded <laughs> from the best friend in the Disney channel. And of course, the floater happens to go in in slow motion. Yeah, this would get sent the back. Carson to the Edwards shoots for eight hundred oh, points. You know? All marked up, like all all, all red. Right. Just like none of this is believable. Well, let's speaking yeah. of unbelievable, the championship game, the Who's start a bit of a rock fight. Uh, I would say um, holding. I think it's the under- I was about to say it started exactly how everyone thought the whole game was going to go, mm-hmm. and then made a quite dramatic turn as soon as like Dre started hitting shots, and then like both offenses kind of exploded around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game was like, oh, you guys all like got your first half bets in. All right, fuck all y'all. Like, and it just, I mean, because it was like what 32 29 at the half. Like, and, yeah. um, it was also one of just one of the most high scoring championship games, I think, in the last like decade or something like yeah, that. It was the highest scoring. Yeah. Highest scoring. Um, okay, right. So, even the regulation score was higher than a lot of the under was a sucker. Was, regulation was yeah. 68 68. 68 68. Yeah, because it was officially the race of 69 in overtime, and Virginia got there first with the free throws. Yeah, that right, was right, right. The, Texas Tech was so I loved the first four minutes. I thought like th- just being up, like seeing these two defenses, like our defense was locked in. They looked fantastic. I thought they actually. That's why I loved this game so much. Now that it's over and we won, um, <laughs> was that I thought the defense was locked in. Like they played yeah, well. Yeah, 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 like yeah. Texas Tech just hit, and the same thing goes for Texas Tech. Like Virginia yeah. did a bunch of stuff. Actually, their yeah, it was just a good game. Movement. 
was really yeah. good to yeah. like mess up what Texas Tech liked to do best. And so like they were able to create situations like at the end of the game when Jarrett Culver decided to slide. Tough, tough, lo- tough yeah. look for my guy. Like, yeah. Um, and, and he even said afterwards, like, I don't, you know, I just got drawn in by. Oh, great. Yeah, totally passion, normal thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because someone asked Dre after the game, like, what did you do to lose him? And he's like, I literally didn't move. It stood there. <laughs> he was like, I was standing <laughs> in the same spot. But that game was just so fascinating and fantastic that it was just big shot, big shot, big shot. Like, they, there were huge stops. There were, like, you know. Yeah. Each team players. showed why they were there. For yeah, sure. exactly. I wonder in looking at the runs that the two game, uh, the two teams were making, you know, it's it's like this combination uh, to me of good teams playing each other and not a combination of like defensive minded teams that can't score. Like we as UVA fans know UVA can score, but we also have that history of that like dreaded rut. And to me, there wasn't any of that. Like they, it just was two teams going at it that were really, really good on both sides of the ball. I know Texas Tech offensively statistically wasn't at Virginia's caliber for the whole season, but I think through the tournament and, and the later part of the season, they were right there. With their, yeah, they were pretty evenly matched. They had, didn't they have like the best offense in March? Yeah, yeah, something like that. They were like number sure. 11 over the last like two months or something like that. So yeah, this yeah. team like has – I mean, you also ball. saw that – well, you saw that because like how, how they played against Michigan and Gonzaga mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. It was like not only was their defense incredible, which is part of what kind of screwed Michigan over because that was really bad. Michigan's offense couldn't oh, do yeah, anything. That game. that game was – I think that is what people were expecting <laughs> about in the that championship game. game. That yeah. game was bad. But yeah. that's also because, like, but Texas Tech still put up, like, 55 or whatever it was, which obviously is not, like, you're not talking, like, Carolina or Auburn. Not the 85 like, or 85, Virginia. right, whatever. <laughs> but um, Texas Tech's offense, even in those games, like, looked much better than Michigan's, which I don't yeah. think people expected. Yeah. The emergence and that's kind of, of how they continued in the tournament. Yeah. The emergence of DeAndre in the second half, huge storyline. For Second sure. half for both Final Four and Championship yep. game. He was so quiet in the beginning, which was a little concerning. Yeah, so I mean, and, and, and to me, and I know he addressed it specifically. He was like, it wasn't me not being aggressive. It was just the shots weren't going in, in the beginning. In the second game, yes, in the championship in the game, game, I actually loved his – I actually felt way comfortable. Even though he wasn't making them, he started like 0 for 7 or something. Mm-hmm. I yeah. said to the guy he's next to me, like, better shots. he's being like really aggressive. That's a good right. sign. Like Absolutely. he was like yeah. there and doing stuff. And I think the first shot he hit or one of the first shots he hit that really opened him up was that crazy three with like not a lot of time left on the shot clock. So I think mm-hmm. it made him just like not think about it. Like, he had to release it when he released it and he had to mm-hmm. let it go and it went in. So like it helped, you know, get him out of whatever. But he was to save, <laughs> not save like he meant to, but to have your best performance of the season in the national championship game like i'll if you want to not be there a little bit for oregon i'll let that slide if you want to drop it out (laughs) i also think like that's a credit to ty as a point guard in the sense that he knows what it takes to get the players around him going and i can't remember it which of the assistant coaches it was after the game it wasn't Wilford; it was someone else was quoted as saying he's like sometimes ty knows he's just got to like keep feeding his boys until they get hot like Mm -hmm. ty has a very high basketball intelligence his like iq for the game and watching even when you look at like him passing up on that layup to feed it to dre like those are big plays to make but also it's a really underrated skill i think as a point guard to understand the people you play with and i think he did that better than most anyone else on the other team that we played for sure he was so good 
He that's was true. Like, well, he that's was just, like, flawless. Like he just knew who to give it to when, and he knew so like he, I was he shocked he didn't get um, go zero for seven wow. or whatever. He was one for eight in the first half. I'm like, but he just kept feeding him because he knew like, he's like he'll just get hot. But it was so cool good. to see all three of them just play such awesomely not just yeah. beneficial roles but also like like classic them being excellent at what they do you know yeah. they, they just played their roles so well and and we i mean we could talk about a bunch of other guys on the team playing amazingly well too but um for sure that, that was just so special so to special. see the three main dudes really kill it as a crew and i i was shocked that ty didn't win the uh the, the most outstanding player but it's because any of them you could have an argument yeah. for very 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 easily i was really hoping ty to have another 20 point game because i was like what a way to go out like three yeah. 20 point games in the yeah. end of your season that would have been nuts i mean he was close but not close. <laughs> so what pierce was just saying like the entire team had moments where they were absolutely oh yeah cool. like if we want to talk all the way back to purdue with or shit, let's go all the way back to Oregon. Kihei Clark was huge in Oregon. Absolutely. And then against Purdue, obviously bringing Jack in off the bench to go in with Mamadi was a brilliant coaching move by Bennett. And he provided some huge minutes in a, like one really big basket on a putback. Yep. Um, and then obviously Kihei, the pass to Diakite. Diakite had some really, really good games. And then you look at Braxton Key in the championship game. Unbelievably like, good. He was so good. And these guys, and, and this is going to sound like, oh, of course, Kelly's going to like give Like, obviously, it starts with the coaching, but like having Jack, like, Jack is such a great leader for this team. And being ready at any minute to come off the bench, I think, is like a huge thing that he was big about. And, sure. and that Braxton even said, he's like, you know, like, we all have a, like, a role to play. We have to wait our turns. We know, like, if they need us, we need to be ready. And it's one thing to say that thing to the press all the time, but it's another thing to like actually be ready and come in and play your asses off. Cause Jack was like, you know, not, we don't have egos. Like we're not going to mope. If yeah, we don't yeah, play, yeah. we're not going to like whine about it. And it shows that when they come in, they're like, I'm good coach. Trust me. I'm going to kick ass. Yeah. I think they all are very good at understanding their role in different matchups in the sense that that goes back to not having an ego. And I think that's just part of like the system that Tony Bennett has built there. It's just like, you know, Jack went from like 34 minutes in one game to like three in the next and like was still yeah. ready every time. Yeah. Braxton was incredible. That so block. rebounds. Yeah. yeah oh, that block. block. Oh my God. Was... The block. I forgot about <laughs> sometimes the block. I'm like, block. He, sometimes I'm like his offensive contributions, like he doesn't score a lot of points, but what he does on the floor is so yeah. underrated. Yeah. It's like Jack. not all the time. Sometimes he has. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I should have seen that one coming. <laughs> right into it. No, but you're right. Like I did, but sometimes he's he... hit or miss, but like when he's on like teams leading rebounder for a reason. And we saw that in the title game. Also shot him a dude with two dunks and two free throws. Like he was like, I'm not leaving any layups to chance. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see he did the dunk like casual face again? Like he did, did he? it earlier is, in the season. The Braxton did. There's a, there's a, I don't know. I mean, there, there is a show, there's a definitive shot of him on that dunk looking at the camera. It's on, um, I think it was in the collection, like Virginia's official site, the, the university <laughs> site, sent out like a collection of, of picks from the weekend. And one of them is Braxton hanging from the rim, just looking at the camera like, yeah, of course, I, of course we're winning. You know, just like very like, you know, it, 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 he'd done that earlier in the season. Just an unusually weirdly calm face for like a, you know, super excited 
uh, moment and and having the wherewithal to stare right at the camera to do it too. He's doing it on purpose. That's you're calling this resting casual face. I'm calling resting it casual un- face. He has it. I'm telling you. He has it. Yeah. There are some he guys plays. on my team definitely have resting bitch face. I'm not gonna name any of them. But resting judging face. Know. That's what it is. Yeah. And he's, got resting, and he's got the resting casual face. Yeah, it's just and so like Kobe White has resting sad face. Like he just looks sad. Kobe White always does look sad. Yeah, but then he'll smile and it takes up his whole face. Whole I was face. Like, Kobe, I love you. And then there's most of the time I'm like, will someone give him a hug? Like sad. <laughs> yeah. Braxton was outstanding. Um he gets that block and when you watch it on replay it's such a bold move to go for the block by the way because yes. we know how things happen in the auburn game but he didn't get any hand at all he perfectly mm-hmm. hit the ball hand goes to the side um and it was just like incredible his whole performance and in overtime like they even fell behind by what four through three in overtime and then well, they started off with the back. three yeah so I mean, it, was, it was just incredible making like, all your free throws in overtime I, you know, it's just such an awesome collection of awesomeness. I don't, I don't, you know, I sound like such a, a running out of adjectives. crazy fanboy. <laughs> I just can't put it. And I mean, I know we're all going through this. Being around grounds this week has been so amazingly uplifting. Just everyone's walking around stupidly beaming yeah everyone uh, you know, has shirts like oh, in the, the shirts airport. are flying off any place that sells shirts <laughs> <Yeah>. the line <laughs> the out of all of them. i was in three that? of them four of them, <laughs> five of them actually so three <laughs> flights um you know i'm in like charlotte and people are like you just like full out waving to each other yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like big oh. shout out to the guy i passed on the streets of brooklyn um on sunday so after the after the win on saturday i'm walking on sunday i forgot you were here and there's a guy there's a guy (laughs) wearing a old school uva sweatshirt and i went go who's and he looked at me like i like was speaking aramaic you know like and I went I even you know I'm continuing to walk I was actually going into the subway and he's like looking at me like what the hell and I like pull at my shirt I'm like your shirt and then I'm gone you know yeah. so, and he's like some man. strange man how are you gonna wear Virginia paraphernalia during the final four and not understand the, it's the significance Maybe <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> don't hate on Brooklyn um I do want to say to all the strangers I hugged as well yeah <laughs> I do I want to say shout after out. the final four game was walking on my office and like uh, one of my coworkers with me he was like are you gonna stop smiling tonight and I was like nope <laughs> never um, <laughs> no. I was like go until 3 a.m. <laughs> I just, huge thanks to everyone who was in Minneapolis and took the time to come say hi or say that they read our stuff it really means a lot so keep reading it it was really cool um to know the brand stretches and people are out there reading which is fun and uh it was fun to also see Virginia fans swarming Titus and Tate at Sneaky Pete's <laughs> where they had a crowd of people <laughs> around them and they were handed babies all week. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, shout out, shout out to Dave. Shout, shout out to Dave. Baby. Oh, and he, he has been bothering us to answer the question, which now I think appropriately can be <laughs> an entirely different light. Now, how many 
16 one games would Tony Bennett have to lose in order to lose his job at UVA? Or is it definitively zero? Can we really yeah. if he if the next five years Virginia's a one seed and they lose the 16 seed, is Tony Bennett even on the hot seat? I mean, yeah, probably at that point. Okay, so yes, okay. Five so. years is a, yeah, five years might be a lot. None of us is ever going to have a knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted us to ask. I think we were definitively saying uh, it doesn't matter anymore. But Give I don't know. Give that lifetime contract, y'all. Give that lifetime contract. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. dead serious. I'm not, even <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. Like dead serious. Lock it up. Oh. It was incredible. Oh, Emily being the voice of reason. <laughs> Admittedly, that is some reasonable hesitation. Oh, like, I love Tony Bennett, but uh, Kentucky's bold with a lifetime contract. For sure. Yeah, but he's a lot older. Yeah. So lifetime for Cal is less than lifetime for Tony. And also, everyone knows that Cal's going to leave at some point. Like, it's not really going to be. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. That's scary. That, that would be uh, some, uh, some off-season content for us for sure yeah we can talk um, about the new hire down in blacksburg later this year too later this summer absolutely plenty uh still discuss in the land of bouncy balls and some dogs to address so uh stay tuned to the blog subscribe to the podcast leave us your sparkling reviews as usual pretty please uh, maybe we'll be back be back uh, real soon with some uh surprise guess maybe i don't want to tease it because we're not quite sure but there's a couple options coming down the pipeline um for sure so uh until then uh for everybody else that's streaking the line i'm pierce and go who's 